Do you smell that? Something spoiled. <laughs> Smells like spoilers for a movie. The following podcast contains spoilers for Perfume, the story of a murderer. You have been warned. It felt like it was in my ear canal. (laughs) (laughs) You were deep in there. (laughs) What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glensman Button, along with your host, Miguel Gusto. I sniffed up your energy with all that. Seriously. (laughs) I I couldn't, like, bring it back. I was just, ugh. It was deep in that canal. Deep, deep in there. How are you doing? I'm, brother, I'm doing... Just took a fresh shower. I feel good. I feel clean. Nice, nice, nice. Needed after that. Well, I guess before that. Before you violated my ear canals, but you know. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So I'm glad you got a fresh sniff. That's all I care about. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. What? uh, You know how we start these. What movies have you seen this week? Uh, I've watched two movies, including uh, one of them being our movie for the week. So uh, I started off by not watching shit all week, and then... About two days ago, I watched uh, a movie that I was recommended to me. Stephen, I'm looking at you. I know you're listening to this. Called The Guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal, Ethan Hawke, and a bunch of other people in there. Uh, basically, it's about a, a demoted police officer who is uh, stuck on dispatch calls now. Mm-hmm. And then he gets this call in during what I assume is the California fires about like a, a woman being abducted or abducted. Um, not by aliens, um, by a man, yeah. by her sex husband. trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Um, and it uh, it it gets quite, kind of wild. It gets a, a nice little plot twist that I was not expecting. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people were expecting it, but uh, I thought I thought it was a, a nice little twist. I thought it was a decent movie overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty pretty freaking good. Not nightmare good, but or not nightmare uh, nightcrawler good. But pretty, pretty good, regardless. Yeah, um, for so there, certain. So there was that, and then of course, uh, you know, the we saw Belfast, and then which you'll you'll talk about a little bit more than me. But I think we both talked about it all together better on a sixty second movie review. Yes. And then we watched Perfume. I almost forgot about Belfast. So, so three <laughs> movies, three <laughs> movies. I was about to say, like when you started talking about the guilty, I was like, you forgot about one, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not too shabby. Uh, I have only seen four movies this week, two of which were rewatches. Uh, I went to the theater and rewatched last night in Soho because it's great, and mm-hmm. I wanted to rewatch it without someone being annoying. Sorry, and I got that experience. It was wonderful. I loved it. Loved it again. It's still mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. Highly suggest people check that out and check out our review of it on the YouTube's. Uh, then I watched. Rewatched Nine Days, which is, uh, I talked about it a, a few months ago. I saw it back in August in theaters. I uh, got it on Blu ray now. Um, all right. Yeah, still fantastic, still great, still wonderful, still got Zazie, Zazie Beats in it. Uh, highly suggest people check that one out as well. Then we watched Belfast. Uh, we have a 60 second review of it uh, on the YouTubes. Um, had people say that they love our review. 
and that they agree with everything we said. And I'm like, did you really watch our review? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or did you watch it multiple times to try to like pinpoint yeah. what each of us was you, saying? You kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, just, we, won't yes. say, we won't say more than that. But yeah, uh, check out Bel- Belfast as well as our review. And then I watched Perfume, the story of a murderer, which we'll get into in a minute. But do you have... Any news? I have a little snippet of news that I thought would be you interesting considering uh, we just kind of watched this recently. So, mm-hmm. uh, Pumpkinhead remake script reportedly complete and production is moving forward. So, cool. I, th- I thought there was a little uh, nice snippet. I don't know, obviously, how it's going to be or whatnot. Uh, apparently, a Saw producer um, is on it. It was announced that Saw producer... Uh, Peter Block was spearheading a, a Pumpkinhead reboot with uh, S. Darko written or writer Nate Atkins. So cool. maybe it seems they have finished it and seems they're moving forward. Yeah, I thought I thought bringing this up would be nice since we just you know watched it like a month or two ago. Yeah, yeah literally what a month ago actually. A month and a half. Yeah, it's the first week of our spooktacular. So that could that could be interesting to you know maybe down the line watch at some yeah. point maybe even review and do on our actual YouTube's absolutely so heck yeah now when that's coming out God I, I didn't read that far ahead who knows uh, it seems that it's too early to predict a release date so there we go yeah so in the future let's let's keep an eye out for that shit yes let's uh well yeah if that's all the news you got i got absolutely nothing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh except for all these people who are leaking spider-man shit enjoy Bastards. being blacklisted uh yeah enjoy being blacklisted because you're never gonna work in this town again and by <laughs> yeah. this town i mean hollywood yeah. um, and this whole town damn it yeah <laughs> it's fucking idiots everywhere man uh but I... without any further ado let's get into perfume the story of a murderer century France, Jean-Baptiste Grenouille was born with a talent that made him unique among mankind. Stones, warm stones, water, frog. His phenomenal sense of smell was a gift that had been given to him and him alone. I forget how to pronounce his last name already. Grenouille. Grenouille. Jean-Baptiste Grenouille, born with a superior uh, olfactory sense, creates the world's finest perfume. His work, however, takes a dark turn as he searches for the ultimate scent. Directed by Tom uh, Tickwer. Tickwer. That's what I said. We said it at the same time, too, you jinx, jinxy <laughs> bastard. Uh, written by Andrew Birkin, uh, Bird Eichinger, and Tom Tickwer. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars Ben Winshaw, Dustin Hoffman, Alan Rickman, and a bunch of other people in there. Uh, Rachel, Rachel Hurdwood. Hurd- see about? Jinx, Jinx again. Damn, Look at that. man, oh, so, you owe me so many sodas. Feels so good. Yeah. Uh, like I said, other people's in there for sure. Uh, I had mentioned that I had seen this before, uh, at least parts of it, absolutely, and I wanted to rewatch it because I remember liking it, but I wanted to rewatch it to see if I actually did enjoy it as much as yes. I thought I did. But, Plenty of uh, movies like that for me as well. So and, I, I and I noticed, understand. and I noticed my man here didn't watch it. So I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." Because I yes. think I think he might enjoy it. So yes, Mike, what did you think about it? So I want to talk about my first impressions with this movie before I watched it. I have mm-hmm. always been aware of this movie. I worked at the movie theater uh, from 2005 to 2012 with a little like 20 month hiatus in between that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know still kept up with movies i still keep up with movies but i worked when this movie was released and i just remember uh what i had seen of it not being very Uh, yeah i can i could picture exactly what's gonna (laughs) not being very appealing the poster is garbage if you ask me it looks like a bad romance uh even though it says a story of a murderer it just looks like you know one of those in 2000 the er, the mid like early 2000s 2005 2006 2007 there were a lot of movies trying to be like basic instinct uh including a basic instinct sequel that came out mm-hmm. um so i thought it was just going to be one of those movies maybe set in the you know the er, 16 1700s or whatever just to break the mold a little bit but i nothing about this piqued my interest at all mm-hmm. uh so i've kind of avoided this movie uh, and when you said that we were going to watch it, I was like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it won't be too bad. Two hours and 27 minutes. Oh, Glenn, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing to me? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Cause, uh, I ended up really enjoying this. I Good. liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was, it's one of those movies where like you have to get into the world. Yeah. Because at first it's really fucking weird and like overly bleak, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know it's kind of like a grim fairy tale in a way. Yeah, uh, it really feels like something out of a fairy tale. Uh, that and it's based on a book, I know. Um, so maybe that's like based on fairy tales or whatever. But it the the way that Tom Twi- uh, Tyker um, directed it and and made this film really just felt like an original grim uh, fairy tale. You know not doled down for children mm-hmm. uh and i i th- thought it was filled with symbolism that i was not expecting from it the performances in it were great um they did a great job at you know showing his motivation and showing his madness yeah uh but before we got into that <laughs> with the opening of a, an abandoned newborn baby <laughs> with people trying to kill the newborn baby multiple times. That shit was wild. <laughs> it was wild and very hard for me to watch. Yeah, I, for, I, for I immediately was like, oh shit, I forgot about that part. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it, it wasn't like any, it, like, it didn't like break me or anything, but I was just mm-hmm. like, ugh, I, I am not into that kind of thing at the yeah. moment. Um, and you know, it, f- for for that to be justified, it really has to tell a good story, and luckily it did because it it justified that mm-hmm. unnecessary, well, not unnecessary because it's necessary for the story, but yeah. it could have been gratuitous in a way. Like I, I could have seen someone do that just for shock value and then go nowhere with it. But this, it really took the abandoning a child and then a bunch of kids trying to kill that newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And all that disgusting, horrid humanness. Yeah. And uh, it, it it did something with it that made that not okay, but tolerable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, this, especially that, that opening sequence with the baby thing and just yeah. the, the mother in the fish market. Like, it's already... Oh, it's already unsanitary. It's a goddamn fish market. And yeah. then bada bing, bada boom. Here's and a mermaid the, the child. The worst part was when she kicked it. Like, yeah. The the leaving it under, under the table is is horrible. But I, you know, it's not abuse. It's it's not physically abusive. That's that's neglectful. 
but it's mm-hmm. not physically abusive. Her kicking it, I was just like, Jesus Christ, lady. Yeah. I want you hanged. I don't care <laughs> if you thought that this baby was stillborn. I want you to die right now. And then bada bing. Um, bada bing, that's what happened. Um, but yeah, the, it's just the the horrible beginnings of a, I, a murderer. <laughs> I think this this looked like it be, like it belonged in the times that it took place for sure. Like in how like people had their teeth not brushed and they were all yellow and just kind of how grimy people looked. Yeah, they had a good art department. And it was it was really nice because when because um, you had all these people surrounding uh, our main character here. Um, Jean Baptiste. Um, so when everybody was surrounding him, they were dirty as fuck. And then he finally got a whiff of somebody who actually like looked clean and smelled good. And you you knew him automatically. He's he he wants that scent. He he needs he needs this. <laughs> he needs a whiff, you know. Mm-hmm. So like it was it was really nice to see that like contrast that they constantly did and just had like obviously people not brushing their teeth, hygiene, and then just one person comes around and he's like, I'm intrigued by you. And I need to capture that essence of yours. How mm-hmm. am I going to do it? <laughs> Brutal murder, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to put you in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. It was like a sexy Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought the cinematography and this is great. As well, mm-hmm. Art department, as you were saying, the, the separation between the working class and the, the uh, higher class. Although the, his first victim was working class. But yeah. Uh, you know, was still noticeably cleaner than everyone else. Um, sure, but, and anybody oh, he had been interacting with the whole time, too. Yeah, yeah. The opening scene, um, you know, they, they show him in prison first, and then he co- is, is brought before the crowd and everything. But mm-hmm. that first shot of him where you just see, like, the reflection of light on his eyes, and then he leans forward a little bit, and it highlights his nose. Mm-hmm. That was a creepy-ass shot. It, it yeah. set the tone for the entire thing, and, and I, I love that of those shot. too. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a great there's a lot of great creative choices in this that that make it a a really interesting film to watch. Um, I do think going up the nose when they went from uh, present day to flash or present day in the story to flashback, going up the <laughs> yeah. nose for that was kind of corny, but you know <laughs> it is what it is. Puberty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I where 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 can I, we go with this? I think uh, one of the toughest, not it wasn't that tough as what I'm about to say. I think the biggest flaw for me with this is Dustin Hoffman being a Frenchman. He was Italian, or yeah, an Italian. Yeah, Giuseppe was, Baldini. Yeah, he he didn't feel like he fit at all. Besides, no. you know his his mannerisms and how he physically moved around, but his tone or his language didn't really change at all. Yeah, he just sounded like Dustin Hoffman. He just sounded like Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Dustin yeah. Hoffman enunciating a little bit more and yelling, Basta! Yeah, basta! Uh, no, I, I would agree. I, I did like his character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he, I, I think he could have done better. The whole Not interaction sure between the two, though, was was great and everything. Yeah. If, if, if he was just like an Englishman and not yeah. Italian, it would have been fine. Or even like an American. I was going to say, well, American even didn't Amer- exist back then. Yeah. Um, not in the sense Maybe that an American from the future coming back. <laughs> American and like, from I the have, future. I have the perfect yeah. scent. I just uh, need your help. I want to know uh, how the um, 
corpses inevitably shitting themselves affected the perfume. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. um, we, so we just ignored that, of course. <laughs> we just ignored. Yeah, th- it does require a lot of suspension of disbelief. Like, yeah. there's points where he's smelling the first girl that he accidentally kills. Mm-hmm. There's points where he's smelling her, and you're just like, how does she not feel him there? Mm-hmm. Like, she, he's right up on her. It's, it, like, the she's the plums. most oblivious girl in the world. Um and and uh, so there is the suspension of disbelief for a lot of it, including, you know, where the whole story goes with the giant orgy at the end. Well, um, yeah, between that and him being able to sniff miles and miles away from yeah, like a where dog. they went, yeah, <laughs> man's got a um, nose. Yeah, it. Uh, I the, the thing that I, I one of the other things that I really appreciated. There's a lot of themes in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the and and. Some of them go places, others don't. But there's, I don't know if you picked up on this. Literally every person that abandons him dies mm-hmm. right after he's, they abandon him. Yeah. I don't know. Like his, his mother abandoned him. She dies. Mm-hmm. The orphanage abandons him. She dies. The, uh, the tanner, he abandons him or sells him. He yeah. dies. And then the uh, Dustin Hoffman's character, he... He, he sends, doesn't really abandon him, but he, he sends, sends him, him away, away to get like supplies and stuff or something s- like that. Sends him away to learn a technique, but yeah. uh, also forces him to give him a hundred perfume ideas, mm-hmm. and then immediately dies after that. I, that was something I thought was a pretty cool, uh, you know, detail. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of made it kind of mysterious in a way. Like, is is does he place curses on people, is it, or is it death just follows him and he death makes it him, happen? Yeah, that or it's just coincidence. It was a really cool, you know, idea that really made you think. And I loved that it didn't really explain it. It was mm-hmm. just like this is something that happens. Yeah, it was, it was really, really, uh, really cool thought um, and and detail there. Uh, let's see, where else can we go with this? Uh, I mean, the the <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing was really the the ending area of where there's a giant fucking orgy when he <laughs> yep. does collect. Uh, all these scents, and he has is it what is it like a set of eight little vials of like perfume that he's made from these these women? Uh, speaking, of, I guess 12, we could. I guess we could thirteen tell, total. I guess we could talk about how he like gathered, you know, the perfume, yeah, and like his technique and how it grew. I and don't how know he the science it. behind that if that actually is how it works, but it makes sense not. to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, no, they I don't mean, make per, they don't make perfumes out of people. Like yeah. that. That's, <laughs> I hope nobody scientifically was like, you know, let's fuck around with that. See if it actually works. Let's fuck around and find <laughs> out. <laughs> but yeah, the the whole technique is that he he goes around and he he smells around for the best women to obviously eventually murder. And with trial and error, he figures out the best technique of how uh, to capture their essence, to capture their smell. And so he, you know, like any normal human being, bonks him on the head, takes him home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, finally he gets to the technique where he, he wraps them in animal fat and just this, uh, I don't know the word for it, linen, I guess you could say. Yeah, he marinates them essentially. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> I know, but I wasn't ready for it. Or he marinates um, the fat with them, rather. Yeah, and then uh, he scrapes off the fat and then boils the fat to get the, you know, you know scientific Distilling shit and bubbles. It, yeah. yeah, and then, of course, we get the, that, that foul, beautiful smell that we love so much, or at least a lot of people loved, because he got 12 vials of it, which I don't even know actually how many women he killed. 
to get that many uh, vials. I'm assuming 12. I'm assuming 12, I'm assuming, but I feel like there would remember, probably be more. If you remember with Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. uh, he was saying that you need to have 12 cents. There's four cents to a base and, or four cents to a cord and three cords in a perfume. Mm-hmm. And then the Egyptians add a 13th perfume or a 13th uh, essence. So he he made three cords out of uh, four. So he's he killed twelve twelve women, okay. and then uh, Laura, who was the the last one, was the thirteenth, yeah. who was you know the 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 mystery cord, as Dustin Hoffman called it, or or the Egyptians called it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid attention to that shit. Yeah, I mean, I was there. <laughs> so, I was like, I, I just see this man scraping animal fat. I love it. I'm all yeah. there for that. Marinate, <laughs> marinate. Um, they, uh, they did a really good job at showing you how sense moved him though. Mm -hmm. Uh, like moved him emotionally. Um, especially when he first sees Lara, he smells her from a mile away as he always does the fucking simp he is. And, uh, and he, he just like stops and smells her as she passes and then follows and he's got like tears, tears in his eyes. So they really make you understand what scent means to him. Mm -hmm. Not that it justifies anything he does, but it's, it, it shows you what his motivation is. But I, I ponder or I bring up, I, I propose the idea that if he just told them, hey, I want to make perfumes out of you, can I cut you in on this and keep you alive? He'd be able to get that those scents over and over again if he just didn't kill them and just kept them going. And he, that, it could have been a really lucrative business. That's what I'm saying. It, it could have been, but he, like, he did test that with one prostitute, well, and no, she was he, like, you're being fucking weird. He, he didn't test it. He was trying well, to test it. He was it. trying to test it, He was it, trying yeah. to not kill her, and then she refused, and that's when he killed her. Mm. Had she, that that prostitute is just as, I'm not a victim, shame, this is just a bit I want to say, but that yeah. prostitute is responsible <laughs> for all those murders. If yeah. she just went along with what if the she just let wanted, that man shave her, yeah. <laughs> with animal fat, it, yeah. everybody would have been fine. Uh, no, but I, I do see, like, it, it's from a business standpoint, and I know he wasn't doing it for business. He was just doing it for scent. His nose pleasure. His his nose his nose jacking off or whatever. Mm. Uh, if he kept him alive, he would have a constant income. Yep. The only one that he probably would have had to kill was probably the nun, because I'm sure the nun wouldn't be like, yeah, you can cover me in yeah, fat, wrap Well, this up. is God's will, and you cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only difference is that you wouldn't wrap the head. You'd still get the essence of the rest of the body, but you wouldn't wrap the head, because that would mm-hmm. uh, kill them. Um, but <laughs> the, 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 I just want to read one of my notes before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's kind of stalking Lara, he crashes one of their parties, and someone, his first... On purpose victim, not the 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 prostitute who was on purpose, but you know he that mm-hmm. wasn't his initial plan. It was his plan B. Uh, so one of his guest party guests, who was a grown ass woman, says, "Let's go play hide and seek." And I wrote, "What in the nineteenth century fuck are a bunch of grown ass <laughs> adults playing hide and seek?" That was, that was Laura who said that. Oh, was it? Laura was like, "Let's play hide oh, and seek." I thought it was one of the she twins. Was, she was trying to avoid uh, kissing the dude who was that's had a right. That's right. I thought it was one of the twins that he ended up killing. Yeah. Um, well, he did kill the twins. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I thought that they were the ones that said, let's mm-hmm. play hide and seek. No, um, she she said that to get away. I was paying attention. <laughs> she yeah. said that to try to get away from the boner man who was trying to marry her. Oh, the boner man. Yeah. Gotta stop the boner man. Mm-hmm. Stop that yeah. boner man. Um, also, one thing I did want to mention that Alan Rickman is in this, but he never felt like he was 
you know, you never got distracted from, oh, that's fucking Alan Rickman. Yeah, like he, he was, blended he was, it well. He blended it very well and did did great as playing uh, Lara's father. Mm-hmm. And he even had a really nice little uh, ending. Well, not nice. It was bad. But had a nice little... Uh, bad for him. Acting nice. <laughs> acting good in this yeah. at the end. It was pretty crazy. Uh, because the thing we've been dancing around this whole time is the the giant orgy scene. Um, where he does use the uh, the perfume and intoxicates uh, hundreds of people in in this what should have been his execution uh, turned into this giant sex scene, which at first I, it didn't feel like unnecessary in a way. Like it was obviously it was kind of unnecessary that hundreds and hundreds of people were naked and everything, but like. It made sense as far as it because this is like the ultimate essence of uh, it's, it's this this uh, the other name for this movie should have been Scent of a Woman. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if that wasn't already a movie, that's a perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you on the orgy. I thought it was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I thought the praising of him beforehand was f- fire. I thought it was great. I yeah. love that he kind of became like a Christ-like figure to them. And that they were Maybe all crazy. Maybe if he would have told them to do that, it would have made more sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But like them just kind of like, yeah. you know. And like, this guy's amazing. Should we fuck now? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's, it, it was, it was a, it was a beat too far that turned it kind of comical. And I thought mm-hmm. it was a really powerful ending before that. And then, you know, because let's be honest, sex, especially when it's a giant orgy, mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's great, of, sure, of course, but, and it, it it's kind of funny in a way. So when they just like started taking off their clothes, I was like, no, no, and I, then I just started laughing, and it just kind of ruined the tone for me until Alan Rickman came back, um, yeah. and and kind of talked to him. But like I I really just thought it was a step too far, not for like gratuitous reasons. I just it ruined the tone for me. Yeah, I, th- um, I think what it, what annoyed me about these two scenes that happened when he used the perfume was this happened the first time and then the second time he used it. I mean, obviously he poured it all over himself and this is obviously now the end of the movie that we're getting to here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, he gets cannibalized. <laughs> yeah. So like completely different tones altogether. Like uh yeah. I th- I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I, I felt w- about the two I, different I, scenes. I think it was a good thought, like um, mm-hmm. you know, where they were so infatuated with him that they tried to like. I I think it would have been better if they just trying to get a piece of him ripped him apart rather than eat him. Yeah. Uh, it, it's again, it's the whole step too far thing. Like them praising him one hundred percent. Cool idea. Love it. Or even Orgy, if, step too far. Even them, if they got the perfume, or he, if he got the perfume on them, that's that. Then the sex thing would make more sense because, like, you know, it's an intoxicating. Exactly. Thing. That's that's what but I'm saying. It like, never got on them. It was on him, and then he yeah. wafted it in the air, and then everybody just started banging. Exactly. And, then, and yeah, it's, it's it's weird. Super. It is weird. It's it's very European. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't have a problem with. It's just you know, it tonally it doesn't work for me. Uh, and and you know the it had he poured it all on him and then they were so infatuated with him and because he was at their level they just tried ripping him apart like just trying to get or a piece e- of him or even if he changed the scent a little bit and like they did different things that would be that would be interesting yeah 
But um, uh, I mean, uh, well, we got we got what we got. We got we got. It's I, I still really enjoyed the film. It's got yeah. a few flaws. Uh, I unfortunately those flaws are at the ending. I wasn't as angry about it as I was with the ending of Moana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're not related, but that is <laughs> a. I was like, huh, that's a different story. How are we getting here? Well, <laughs> um, no, the, the ending of Moana is almost perfect, and then they ruin it with a fucking song. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't watched Moana still. Yeah, it's 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 fine, but they it they Disneyfy it at, yeah. in the worst possible way. Um, I I think it was hilarious that all the uh, like town leaders were talking about the the money aspect of, of having a curfew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that is so real. Uh, there's women dying. Oh, but w- what about money? We got to make money. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it is, is so stupid, but it, it is this very capitalist to argue about money when lives are at stake. And then mm-hmm. one thing I thought was funny is uh, before he is captured, they're all meeting in the church to talk about, uh, to hear what the church has to say about it. It was yeah. like right after the nun died. And the the church goes, he is excommunicated. <laughs> and at first I thought it was just like the same as exile. Yeah. But it's not. Excommunicate just means that the church is going to shun you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you really think this murderer is going to church? Not, do you not think anymore, that this at least, because he's excommunicated. <laughs> he's, he's excommunicated. But it, it was just, it was so, it's such a dumb punishment. Like, yeah. Exile is one thing that you know that that's kicking you away from your home. Yeah, but like saying, "Oh, you can't come to church anymore. We're mad at you." Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. Uh, yes, you're not allowed here anymore. Not only that, but they did it before they knew who he was. Like, how are you going to excommunicate someone who you don't know? Yeah, who for he a is? man who never even went there yeah. to begin with. Um, but the uh, my favorite part of this movie uh, is. There's a, a moment where he's he's you know he's closing in on Lara, Lara and her father played by Alan Rickman. They escape the town. They're in hiding. She's she was dressed like a man on this trip, so you know they couldn't be found. Uh, but he, with his super schnoz, hunts <laughs> yeah. her down. And they have this moment where he's about to hit her in the head, and she wakes up and looks at him. And the way they edit it, they cut to Alan Rickman, the key is on the table and everything. You think for a moment you have hope that Laura made it somehow. Yeah. And then they immediately rip that away. And I thought it was so great mm-hmm. the way they did that. It just it, the the roller coaster of emotions just in that two minutes. We're just like, oh, is she gonna like be able to talk him out of it? Yeah. And then they cut away from it and they're like, Surely she can't she can't be dead. The key's still there. Surely. Why would he return the key? Why would he return the key unless he decided not to go through with it? Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, she is dead. It was beautifully done in that way. I, I absolutely love that part of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was very pleased with this movie. Way better than I anticipated it being, uh, especially with how terrible the poster is. Yeah. Um, there's another poster that doesn't look as bad, but with the name perfume, it's also just. Not... I was gonna say with the name doesn't help either. Yeah. Tis you know, what tis. Story of a murderer or not, it looks like a romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. all I got to say. I I think me too, honestly. Cool. So that brings us to the judgment for perfume. The story of a murderer, as always, it has to be a unanimous decision whether or not becomes a little shelf boy and goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Because this was Glenn's choice, he gets to go first. In his pick. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm at an impasse right here. I did really still enjoy it. 
and I, I, there's only like a handful of bad things about it. Like, and they weren't even that extremely bad. Yeah. So it, it's tough. I, I I think I want to put it on. I really do. But I should get probably your info more to find out for sure. Uh, other than the few things I've already mentioned, you know, the few flaws. Yeah. Uh, the the tonal shifts at the very end, which kind of didn't <laughs> ruin it fully. <laughs> I forgot something, but I'll talk about it after. Okay. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really ruin it for me. But the tonal shifts, you know, I wish they weren't at the end. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, like I. You know, and especially in today's day and age, if I'm not at a movie theater, it's hard for me to not look at my phone while watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And I did that very minimally here. Yeah. Uh, it's got great pacing. It's a great story. It's a great tone for the most part. Uh, and I love the the creepy fairy tale vibes it gives. So I would say, yeah, I, I think it does go on the shelf. All right. Um, the, the one thing... That I wanted to mention before we before we just go on the spiel. I assume um, you you also are saying that since I said that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> that did this movie feel like The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings to you? In like, you know how like the narrator and everything and like you know the little the little flute or whatever. Is <laughs> at one point this movie felt like I was watching a really weird Lord of the Rings film <laughs> because uh, I never got that vibe, but I could it, see it. It, it felt like, but like, especially when, once he like gets sent off by uh, Dustin Hoffman, it feels like there's a little flute playing and then I'm he's going off. on an adventure. It, it, he's going on an adventure and then, you know, he's in a cave and everything and he's just by himself. It was so funny. I'm like, this movie feels like Lord of the Rings right now, just yeah. with with Bilbo or with the Frodo, <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head yeah. that he's now a murderer. <laughs> it's a so, very very a, different. It's a story of Smeagol. Exactly. This yeah. is this is pre Frodo and Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that that's all I had to say. <laughs> so perfume, the story of a murderer, does make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our plugs for this week, Glenn. It's still your turn. Why aren't you talking? <laughs> well, the thing is that I was singing like a madman before we started up this podcast. Mm. And how can I end this podcast other than to tell you what I was singing? Ooh. Recently, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, and Silk Sonic just dropped a new album. Uh, and dear God, is it good. But there's one specific song that I, I kind of hate that it's trending on TikTok because I'm a goddamn hipster. But it's it's so fucking good that I can't stop singing it. Uh, it is called "Smoking Out the Window," and the music video is is pretty hilarious because there's one line where Anderson packs like, "I hate to be dramatic, but I wanna die," and then he just falls, <laughs> he just falls over in the music video and then lays on the ground the whole time Bruno Mars is performing his next verse. That's he just hilarious. stays there for at least a good minute. That is fucking so, hilarious. I love that. Definitely watch the music video, but the song is an absolute banger and will get stuck in your head. So that's Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic with Smoking Out the Window. Cool. Not to be dramatic, but I wanna die. This bitch got me paying a rent, paying for trips, diamonds on her neck, diamonds on her wrist. Here I am all alone. Uh, my plug is a little show on Hulu that I watched uh, a week or two ago. Uh, I started it two weeks ago and finished it last week. Uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Martin Gomez. Um, just kidding. It's just Selena Gomez. Uh, <laughs> they have a new show on Hulu called Only Murders in the Building, uh, which is about true co- crime 
podcast fans that start their own true crime podcast about a murder that happened in the building they live in in New York. Hmm. Uh, it is fantastic. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short are f- fantastic as usual. They play really well off each other. Uh, they don't go too overboard to the point where it kind of ruins the tone of it. Because uh, yeah. it, it's it's a dark comedy, but it's it's still got some dramatic beats in it. Um, and Selena Gomez is really great in it as well. Uh, so I highly suggest people check that show out uh, on Hulu. So my plug is going to be the sh- uh, season one, because there's only one season right now, only murders in the building. And frankly, this is the first show in a long time that isn't just a straight comedy like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. that I want there to be more seasons of. So okay, take 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 that for what you will. Take yeah. it. I want more of Only Murders in the Building. I thought it was great, and I want to see more. So that is my plug. This doesn't make sense. Where do we start? At the very beginning. Got in the elevator with these two weirdos. Then Tim got in the elevator. Approximately 12 minutes from now, I will be murdered. Tim Kono's death has been ruled a homicide, and apparently one of you jerk-offs did it. I can't stop thinking about this. Neither can I. We should do our own true crime podcast. We're gonna go down there and look around for clues. You wanna come? Do I want to break into a dead guy's apartment and go through all his shit? Sounds like an afternoon. Uh, those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is streaming roulette week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this can uh, only go well. It can only go well. So, for people who don't know, we spin this very real physical wheel three times, and it has every movie that is streaming on the internet right now on the services that we are subscribed to. And out of those three films, we pick the one we want to watch the most to talk about next week. So without any further ado, I'm going to spin the wheel for the first time. The Last Witch Hunter. Oh, God. I think it's a Bruce Willis movie. Is it a series? No, Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel. Oh, my God. I remember when this came out. I do, too. I, I the, the picture that they have uh, looks like Bruce Willis. If you're far enough away. So that's why I thought it was Bruce Willis. Uh, The Last Witch Hunter, that is going to be on... Oh, hold on. Uh, IMDb TV for free. Um, Oh, shit. No. Oh, oh God. Okay. So, yeah, IMDb TV for free. Uh, the, The Last Witch Hunter. The Last Witch Hunter is all that stands between humanity and combined forces of the most horrifying witches in history. Uh, it is directed by Breck Eisner, written by Corey Goodman, Matt Sasama, and Burke Sharpless, starring Vin Diesel, Rose Leslie, Elijah Wood, Olafur Dari Olofsson, uh, and many others. Michael Caine is in there. Um, I don't know if I've seen this movie or if I've just seen a lot of it because I was working at a movie theater when it came out. Yeah, I feel uh, like the movie theater thing was probably the more <laughs> yeah probably. believable thing because uh, there was a uh, what was that one with Jeff Bridges that because I definitely saw that uh, seventh L- seventh son or whatever no or what? seventh son uh, I don't know that one oh well anyway uh, yeah so this also is L A P D came out in like 2010 or some shit yeah um, or whatever it's R R I P D that's R- it. I knew what you were talking about yeah uh, this is an hour 46 minutes six out of ten on IMDb. Uh, 34 Metacritic score. That is, again, <laughs> on IMDb TV. So, 
Let's spin it a second time. Undefeated. It's a sport documentary. Ah. On Netflix. Uh, chronicles three underprivileged students from inner city Memphis and their volunteer coach who tries to help them beat the odds on and off the field directed by Daniel Lindsay and TJ Martin uh, starring Bill Courtney, OC Brown or featuring because it's a documentary Montreal money Brown. Love that name. Uh, <laughs> Chavis Daniels and Jeff Germany. Uh, seven out of seven point seven out of 10 on IMDb 71 Metacritic score hour 53 minutes. So that is Undefeated on Netflix. Spin number three. The Man with the Golden Arm, which I believe is a Bond film. Uh, this is not a Bond film. It's but not? it's got Frank Sinatra. I thought it was Sean Connery on the poster. I need to get my eyes checked, apparently. So that is going to be on IMDb TV. Let's see Amazon. where else it is. Amazon. Uh, yeah, so Amazon or IMDb TV. Uh, it is a junkie must face his true self to kick his drug addiction. Directed by Otto Preminger, uh, <laughs> written by Walter Newman, Louis Meltzer, Metz, Meltzer, yeah, ooh, Nelson Algren, starring Frank Sinatra, Kim Novak, Eleanor Parker, and Arnold Stang. Uh, it is an hour fifty nine minutes, seven point four out of ten on IMDb, sixty three Metacritic score. And that is the man with the golden arm. So we have Last Witch Hunter, Undefeated, and Man with the Golden Arm. Uh, I'm leaning heavily Man with the Golden Arm. I'll tell you um, why I'm leaning to that one. Because okay. I have never seen a Frank Sinatra movie. Uh, I feel like I have one of his musicals, probably. Um, so, But, I mean, that's a good reason. Yeah. T- too. So there, there it is. <laughs> yeah. For me, at least. Uh, My choice is locked in. Is he is he in Guys and Dolls? If he's in Guys, yeah, he's in Guys and Dolls. So I've definitely seen Guys and Dolls. Uh, so yeah, we are going to watch the Man with the Golden Arm. That is on. You said it's on uh, Amazon. Amazon. Uh, yeah. It is also on IMDb, IMDb TV with ads for free. Uh, if you do not have Amazon, so you can check it out there. Uh, so the Man with the Golden Arm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone film review, YouTube, Keystone film review, TikTok, Keystone film review, and on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we're a bunch of junkies. We gotta, we mm. gotta do our research and do heroin. Yeah, I'm just, scratching my neck already. Just to see. Yeah. Just to see what it's like. <laughs> just once. I promise. <laughs> I can quit any time. I swear. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.